Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, what are your top three favorite songs as of this point? Okay, so I was thinking about this last night because I knew you were going to quiz me. (laughs) (laughs) And I am going to say in order my top three right now. Okay, do it. Is Antihero, Mm -hmm. Karma, and then Mastermind. Okay, my top three at this point. Okay, in order would be Maroon, Question, and Bejeweled. Ooh, you're in like a lovey mm-hmm. kind of mood. Mm-hmm. I think I'm on a power trip of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> I love this fucking album so much. You know, I will admit for for the Swifties out, like I've been a Swiftie since the beginning. I've been a Swiftie since her first album dropped. I remember my dad very specifically was like, oh, I think this girl's going to get popular and I think you're going to love her. And I was like, whatever, dad, you know nothing. And then he was so right, which (laughs) I don't say that a lot. So keep that in mind. But I will say the last three new albums, and so not re-records, but the last three new albums, I've been like, the first time I listened through the whole album, I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like, (laughs) I I don't know. Like, is this gonna click with me and then somehow mm-hmm. some way it like creeps into my blood and like she like knows what I need before I need it and like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because her lyrics are so deep that there's no way you can possibly fully embrace them the first time you listen through it they're so or, powerful or what it is necessarily but I do think part of it has to do with her age being like we're just a couple months apart Mm -hmm. and the things she's gone through in life obviously based on age has very much echoed a different era of my own life so to speak Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. it's always been fun to see but this is probably the most I've seen her speak on her career 
in an album. Yeah. Well, I found it. I was ready for all of that when she teased it, when she was like, these are versions of midnights that I've had throughout the years. And so I'm like, Ooh, we're going to be going back to like, who knows when and something that kept you up late at night, 15 years ago, you might write a song about. And so I love that because it is much more like, this isn't just the past year or the past two years. Like it's, cumulative. And I love that. You're not the first person who has said their first listen through was meh. And then like two, three more listen throughs. It's like tears streaming down. It's like very different. I don't Uh know how to explain it, but also like she made, well, if you're a true Swifty, you stayed up until the minute they dropped. And then you listened the first time, the minute they dropped Mm -hmm. in order. And I did. And I have for the last I don't know, at least four albums, probably longer than that. I guess since digital, which also says something, (laughs) because previously you had to go to Target the morning or whatever. Mm -hmm. Wow, I'm really old. (laughs) But for that, I do think there's something to be said about listening the first time when you're kind of delirious, you know, that late at night. Like, yeah. I think that's part of the experience because yeah, I couldn't stay awake because I didn't forget that it was coming. But what I forgot was because it said it drops at midnight, drops at midnight. And I'm like, I cannot stay up until midnight. It was only 11 p.m. for us because it was East Coast or whatever. But I had already taken my melatonin. And so it was like 11.15. And I'm like, oh, shit, I can listen to this. But I'm like, kind of drugged up right now. And so I listened to 30 seconds of every single song just to get like the vibe. And so I'm like, I need the vibe to, I need to know if this is like super poppy and anthem, if it's like super moody, like evermore, or like, where are we living here? And I felt like there was a good range. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to sleep on just the vibe tonight. And then first thing in the morning, I was playing it in every speaker in our house. (laughs) Yeah, well, and then I listened to her 3 a.m. tracks at 4.30 yeah. in the morning because I couldn't sleep. So I definitely yeah. got the full deliriousness yeah. of listening in the middle of the night. But I definitely had lots of like oohs and ahs and oops <laughs> throughout it. Because uh-huh. the first time I listened through, I listened being able to see the lyrics at the same time. Does Spotify do that? I know Apple Music does. Where yeah, Spotify does that. Yeah. Okay, so... I like physically read them while I was listening. Yep. Yep. And several times I was like, Ooh, who's this about? And Oh, I can't wait until we deep dive into this one. And anyway, Pina already knows some lyrics to the songs and it's my absolute favorite. The only one (laughs) that I'm nervous about, because I do genuinely love antihero so much, but I'm concerned for my mental health that I'm the problem is like literally something I have said in my head a thousand times in the last three days. I was like, I get it from like the perspective of the song, but I just feel like that's a bad thing to keep saying on repeat. In my own <laughs> Antihero is Penny's favorite song as it's well so because good. she has the music video. We watched the music video together. And so she was singing all those lyrics and it is hilarious. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, it's missing so the video funny. last night of her being asleep, blaring the 10 minute version of all too well. I died. I was like, this child is after my own. Heart. It was like 1030 at night and I'm walking up the stairs and I'm hearing Taylor Swift and I'm like, what is going on? Penny is passed out in her bed and all too well, the 10 minute version is blaring from her Google home. And I'm like, girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I used to fall mm-hmm. asleep to her album. All the time. 
It's great. If you haven't listened, I don't know what you're waiting for. The news tried to comment on it today here in Kansas City, and they hadn't even listened to it. And I, I don't like, understand because they've had multiple days. Multiple. And there are many articles that I have read written by not women who are talking shit about the album. And literally, I don't want to hear your opinion unless you love it. So no, nope. mm-hmm. it is not mm-hmm. up for discussion. It's not for men. So I don't know why they feel like they need to share their opinion. No one asked you. <laughs> Anyway, we're excited today to dive into some conversations that I know Emily and I have shared about over the last many years. Yes. But Emily ran into an article and I'm excited to dig into this. Yeah. You know, as we've been working with our clients behind the scenes in the incubator and some done for you services, I've been noticing there's some like, I like commitment issues to setting goals or deciding the journey on how to get there. And on some level, the hesitation is stems a lot from perfectionism. And we've talked about that openly here. And we actually have a perfectionism toolkit where we finally, after like seven years of dealing with it ourselves, came to learn some actual actionable tools that helped us kind of get through that. But there was something in my brain that was like, it's not just perfectionism though. And I think sometimes our brains like kind of swirl imposter syndrome and perfectionism all together in one. And we think that just those two things are the culmination of like why we feel stuck or like why we don't feel confident moving forward. And I kind of felt bad in some of my rebuttals to this in the discussion inside of our incubator when we do our coaching sessions, because my response was like, yeah, like that feeling's normal and it doesn't go away. So like quit trying to make the feeling go away and just move through the feeling. And so I did some digging and I found this fantastic article that touches on literally everything we've said, but just from a different lens, like they word it in a different way. Yeah. And so I want to talk about the way that they worded it today, because if this sits with you a little bit differently than everything we've been yelling at you for the past 690. If it gets it to click finally, that's the only goal. Exactly. Exactly. So there was this fantastic article um, that Fast Company posted, and it's all about three life lessons that they learned from a world's best known executive coach. And it doesn't matter who the person is. I don't know who the person is. Never heard of them before in my life. But the way that things are worded are identical to conversations we've had, but just in a little bit different way. And basically, we're going to unpack the principles of creating a regret-free life. Because I think ultimately, the perfectionism, the imposter syndrome, the hesitation, the whatever is built in this like, what if I'm making the wrong decision? What if this thing doesn't work out in the way that I want it to or that I need it to? And I wake up one day and I'm like, if I had just done this one thing differently, it would have all worked out in a different way, a better way or whatever. And so I want to work through some of the exercises that they talked about here that I think can help you get past that. Yeah. In a true Taylor Swift fashion, we are going to remove those woulda, coulda, shouldas. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. God, that song is heartbreaking too. I know. Um, it's so sad. It's so sad. Anyway. What is it? The whole sky? Bigger uh, than the whole sky? That yeah, one? Yeah. Oh, tears. For, yeah. For tears. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. So the first point I want to kind of talk about and how they word this, and then I want to share like how we kind of work our clients through this, but the basic lesson is stop looking for a path without trade-offs. And 
We have made an episode here on the show that says we're taking back the C word. And the C word was not the dirty C word, but it's consequence. And we had a whole episode where I talked about how every decision, every strategy, every plan, every whatever has a consequence, negative or positive. Consequence in and of itself is not negative. There are just cause and effects of the things that we do. And what this article is talking about is we're constantly seeking opportunities that have a lot of potential reward with little to no potential risk. And if we continually seek and only want to find things that have high reward, no risk, you could literally be missing out on a lot of opportunities that have rewards that are more in alignment with what you actually want and need in your life. Well, to pull out some investment principles, typically things with higher risk have higher reward potential. You just have to be willing to take the risk to go after it, which is why, like, I mean, literally in the investment world, if you're looking at a more conservative portfolio versus a high risk portfolio, the potential upside is always going to be higher on the riskier end of the bets. And so the same is true in your life. And I think so often we're looking for the path of least resistance. And I get it. Like, I get it. Like, let us empathize with you that we all would love to just make the things we want to happen without it necessarily changing or affecting other things. But we can't ignore that it's all about choices and we can pick a direction and we can change our mind, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be free from giving things up or changing course. And you know, if it makes you guys feel any better, it's not to say that I haven't sat up in the middle of the night and looked at, you know, some previous serious boyfriend's profiles and wondered what my life might've been like if I had ended up scandalous married to that person instead of the person I'm married to. But like, it doesn't matter if you, think about these other paths or what could have been. But I think it comes back to a principle that we use internally within our team that we call it disagree and commit. But in the same way for this, it's like you have to commit to your path. Like you can know there are other options, but you have to commit to a direction and sure. Well, and you- make peace with the trade-offs. That's exactly. the here yeah. is you have to know and accept and be okay with the trade-offs that are going to naturally happen with you making that decision for that goal, for the price of what you want to charge, for the offer you want to do, for whatever, right? All of those have consequences. Yeah. And I think this can apply to any decision you're making, whether it's directly about your business or your life or your lifestyle or where to live or how to work or whether to have kids at home or get childcare, or there's a million and one ways this comes up. And we can't assume that it only applies to business decisions. Like right. this applies to everything. Well, and I think that this is leads ties into a broader discussion that we've had, I think on Instagram, I don't know if we've actually done an episode about it, but I remember vividly writing a post, I think at the beginning of this year, it was something around like my, like, my problems with like hating your work or something like that, because I feel like 2020 at the start and really all of 2020, 
yes, reshift a lot of priorities for all of us, right? Uh, whether we were running our own business or not, and what we were willing to do and not willing to do to reach our goals. And I love that priority. I love that focus. I love the boundaries that a lot of us learned then. But one of the negative consequences, in my opinion, of that year and years that are still kind of rolling out is the thought that like, well, because I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to get burnt out. I don't want this to be hard that every single thing that I do in my life and business has to be easy. And if it's not easy, then I'm not going to do it. And I think like so opposite ends of the spectrum are both, they're not great. So we have to meet in the middle. Yeah. Well, I have seen this really intensely affect small business owners in the last two years. I think one, it was great to get that reclarification on priorities. Like I think that was necessary. I think some people had gotten so far off their own path that like they needed clarification on what was really important to them. But on the other side of that, I've also seen a lot of people not pursue things that I know they really, really deep down want and it's because they just assume that the trade-offs are not something they want to mess with. And like, I get it. Like, and people can have their own set. And some of you can be like, no, no, no. Like, if it's going to affect this, then absolutely not. Like, you're mm-hmm. allowed to have those big, yeah. hard boundaries. Yeah. But there's been people like I'm close to that I genuinely love and care about that I'm like, Really? And you just kind of want to shake him a little bit and be like, are you sure? Because like two years ago, you would be really mad at you right now. Right, right, right. Well, and kind of tying back into the pick your path and commit to it. Part of this quote that I want to share with you guys, because I love that the phrasing of this. So they're talking about how like living happily ever after it doesn't exist. That's in a book. It's called a fairy tale. That's not the real world. In the real world, we're constantly restarting life. And I love that concept of restarting life. And it's what we've tried to like kind of instill into our students and our clients because setting the goal once isn't enough. It's reevaluating that goal and the things that you're doing along that journey in the alignment of your values, of your business, of your current season of your life and the needs that it needs. The consequence that I'm seeing that I don't like in that kind of mentality is like, okay, for example, there was a season in our life where you and I intentionally decided to not grow. We wanted to work less hours. We wanted to explore outside hobbies. And what that meant was how many hours we worked in this business drastically shifted. Like we both did not work a ton of hours in this business. Well, then after a good chunk of time, we both came back to each other and we're like, we actually feel like growing now. And here's where we kind of see it. And I've gotten inspiration about doing this right from that break. And so we decided to intentionally grow. Well, what does that mean? Our hours need to increase. Our focus needs to increase the structure of our company and our time and what we're working on needs to change. And if we had just automatically no conversation, non-negotiable, put the caveat that like, well, we can only work five hours a week and reach these goals. Those things aren't in alignment with each other. They don't help support each other in making that thing actually happen. So if the decision is to grow and the decision is to shift the business in this way, then you have to pick that path and commit to the consequences then of working a little bit more hours or having a little bit more focus. Mm -hmm. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. No, you have to. And I think part of it comes back to there was many years where the media and just like society kind of general push was that we should be chasing happiness. We should be chasing desire and passion and like all of this ish that, you know, great, amazing. But I want to remind you that like happiness is fleeting. And if you keep looking at a path and then saying to yourself, I'll be happy when 
you're going to set yourself up for failure. You need to search for contentment now. We did an episode back in February of 2021 called Running an Intuitive Business and Finding Contentment. Definitely worth a listen. It was one of my favorites from that year. But it's so much about why we have to stop striving for things that like peak us to this new level and instead have to learn to create this level of contentment that's all the time. And it's a challenge. But I do know that when Emily and I stopped searching for the high all the time and started searching for the things that would provide consistent, sustainable income for both of our families that really funded the life and lifestyle we wanted to live. And it was less about that launch sexy high of, you know, a big blitz injection of income because the downside on the other end of it is painful. And for you, it's fine if you want to chase a different thing. We're not demonizing what path you choose. No, that's like literally the point of the conversation. (laughs) Instead, we're trying to empower you that you, while seeking that path in the same way that you're committing to it, and then also allowing yourself to reevaluate along the way, in the midst of all of that, you can't assume that it's not right if you're not happy all the time. Right, right, right. Which is a mind fuck, but it is totally a mind fuck. <laughs> you gotta work through it. You do. Okay. So I want to move into the next section because I feel like this is one of the most actionable ways of thinking about this. So you know, you guys have had the conversations, I'm sure, where someone's asked you, like, where do you want your business to be in five years, 10 years? How do you want to impact the world? Like, what's the ultimate Oprah size, big dreamy end goal that you have in mind? And those questions are hard to answer. And even 2020 has sparked some new ones, right? Like, what do I want to be doing for the rest of my life? What makes me happy? What can I do that's meaningful? Those are amazing questions that take literally years, sometimes decades to find the answers to. And what's interesting is that you won't find the answers to those questions until you like start taking action on things that may or may not be meaningful or may or may not make you happy so that you can identify the things that do. So there's that little life lesson in between. But the suggestion is to begin with more basic questions, like very, very, very basic questions. So questions like, who's your customer? Will this work? Can we afford this? Where did we go wrong? What are you running away from or what are you running towards? And I think the question of like, will this work and who's your customer and where did we go wrong are fantastic business questions. Yeah. Because that's a much narrowed approach on identifying one element that can be tweaked or repeated, like we talk about all the time, that can make big impacts in the end result. Well, and just so you guys feel less alone in this, There are absolutely been, you know, despite one of our biggest growth years, potentially ever in the last 12 months, we have had many things that did not work the way that we thought they might. And consistently, instead of like making these big, broad swoops about, oh, well, it was a failure and we should move on or we can't do that again or whatever, we are like, when we debrief, it's a no judgment zone about 
what worked, what didn't, what could we change? What would we do again? What would we not do again? What could we do better? What are things we noticed along the way that we want to improve on? And then all of that at the end of it, when we're starting to look at the offer itself or the thing we're selling itself, we are asking, who is this for? And is that who we're attracting? And if it's not who we're attracting, do we need to alter the offer to fit the person we're attracting already? Or we need to work on attracting more of that ideal fit. And what does that look like? And it's honestly different for every product. You know, sometimes it is worth changing the offer because of the people you already have in your circle. And other times it's absolutely not. And you have to weigh the pros and cons and you have to look at options at every step. And it's okay if you have a general plan or a general Mm -hmm. path Mm -hmm. and then you're seeking bits of clarification at different checkpoints and you're tweaking slightly because, you know, I think in general, our approach here at Boss Project is for the most part, yes, we're picking a path and committing to it, but we're also reevaluating constantly. Like that doesn't go away. Like we're making sure things that are in alignment with our values. We're making sure our team isn't overworked. We're, we're trying to check in on people's moods. And frankly, when life hits the fan, cause it will like, are we set up for success even in those moments? And if we're not, then how do we make alterations to suit what we're going through personally? And you can't just keep running through every situation, looking at the trade-offs or in the way we talk about it, pros and cons and make these big life questions that, you know, you can ask yourself these things. Like you can ask yourself what makes you happy. We're not saying you shouldn't investigate these big, broader questions, but you're going to have a hard time landing on something. What makes you happy today? What Mm -hmm. would make you feel good 10 minutes from now? (laughs) Like you're going to be way more in tune with, do you want an ice cream cone or do you want to write that other sales email? Like you're going to know what you need in the moment. And a conversation I think that's really helpful that they outline here that I think can get you thinking. So this is one where it's the most common question that they pose when advising people on their next big life move. And they get it to as basic as it gets. And the question is, where do you want to live? That's it. It's so basic that people rarely pose it to themselves, but since we all hold an image in our mind of the ideal place for us, we answer with little hesitation. So then the real thinking begins about our future. What do we imagine doing all day in this ideal place? Can we find meaningful work there? How would the people we love feel about this move? If we have children or grandchildren, could we tolerate living far apart from them? Whatever those questions might be that apply to that thing. But I think in business, it can be really easy mirrored off of these questions, right? Of What kind of business do I want to run? What do I want to be doing every day in that job? What are some of those tasks? How does it feel? How do I want the interactions with my team or my community or my students or my clients or my sales going? What do I imagine that looking like? And I think even if we can't get there tomorrow, we can begin to lay down the foundation of setting up a business that sells and markets in a way that's in alignment with you reaching that goal, that has the support that's in alignment with you reaching that goal, everything in between. Because I think right now people are making decisions, especially about marketing and selling and what their offer should be and what the price should be in the silo of what's going to work right now when it absolutely isn't connected to how they want it to work in the long run. Right. 
Well, and specifically coming back to the where do you want to live, every choice you make in your business, whether you want to believe it or not, has a lot to do with where you live and how you want to live in that place. Because living in the Midwest and affording to live here versus affording to live in a New York apartment, like, you know, we've all seen the TikToks. Uh, <laughs> the the hundred square foot what, apartment your, with no bathroom. What's your rent in New York City? Oh, it's $5,000. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, if your rent's $5,000 in New York City, you're going to need a different business to back up your life choices. Like mm-hmm. you just are. And so there's nothing wrong with those things, but you have to understand that the cause and effect is strong and we can't keep putting life and business in two different buckets. They mm-hmm. directly affect you all the time. So like, why are we considering them as two separate things? Yep. Okay. So the last lesson kind of here, the step of this process, and we've talked about this literally all the time. They phrase it as start with the end in mind. We talk about it as work backwards from the end goal, right? And so having the end in mind, and you won't know that until you go through those questions above and like really work through that process. But if we're thinking about what the end result wants to be, what the end outcome could be, because we've also talked about how we've shifted our language from goals to outcome-based, it shifts a little bit different where it makes the exact thing not have to be so rigid because end outcomes, the overall outcome can happen no matter what it takes to get there, right? A lot of things can shift and that end outcome can still happen. So I want you to think about the end outcome and then do your checks and balance of are the things that I'm doing day in and day out with my pricing, with my marketing, with my clients, with my team, with myself, with my productivity, whatever it might be in alignment with getting me closer to that outcome. And at the end, he says, in case you're still on the fence, here's the final advice. Go for it. World's changing. Industries change. You do what you think is right and you may not win, but at least you tried. I think working backwards or working from that in game. I mean, it makes such a huge difference, but I know for us, a lot of it's come down to, okay, I want to keep that in mind, but I also want to think about the incremental steps that get me closer to the thing. And maybe I can't think about what's the step I need to take to get me to the end thing, but I can think about the interim things. And it's like, okay, well, if you want to live in a bigger house, what are the steps you need to take before you can afford to make that move? If you want to, I mean, insert anything, like go on a vacation, renovate your kitchen, like put your kids in private school. Like if you want to do X, Y, Z thing, there's always going to be some sort of interim step that puts you closer in alignment with that path. And often for us, I find making choices to get us closer to that interim step feel a lot more doable and attainable than trying to work towards the big end game all the time. Well, I think even as you work through these exercises, it's not like you're going to be reframing your brain and be like, this is the clarity that I've been seeking. I think that's also like, it's like a mini goal requirement that we set for ourselves when we're doing this deeper work that like literally doesn't exist. We've talked about it here as like the mythical ding of like when you're ready. (laughs) Like I kind of think about it as like, you know, when like you've been in like, 
an air fryer or the egg is in that little incubator and the ding goes off and it's ready. Like sometimes it's not ready and it needs some more time. We think that like everything is going to be so obvious that we just need a little bit more time and then that's going to happen. And I think that that is directly correlated to I'll be happy when kind of mentality. Everything will fall into place when I know what to do and I'll know what to do when I'm happy and I'll be happy when, and it's just these like things that require other things to have to happen in order for those things to happen. Well, I'll therapize our (laughs) audience for a second. You know, I'll admit there's going to be times in your life where all of this feels too complicated. All of it feels like, yes, would I love to sit down and do this? Yes, I would. This sounds amazing. It sounds great to like pick a new path and work backwards and all the things. And you're like, how do I even do that? And I think if you're in some sort of stressful event or life circumstance or things are being put in your way, I think it's important to know your general reaction to stress and things that'll bring you back in alignment in the interim. So I've not shared much on the show, but right now my life is crazy. And I know my general reaction to overload and feeling out of alignment is that I go from, you know, doing great to attempting to do everything for everyone. And then I crash so hard that I become incredibly apathetic and it affects everything. And my therapist is like, what are the things that are going to allow you to come back to that contentment level. Like we're not trying to strive for, you can still cry every day. Like we're not saying, we're not saying it has to be perfect. That's okay. (laughs) It's going to be fine. But like, what are the things that are going to like bring you back a little bit? And we've talked about how self-care is not taking a shower. (laughs) That's hygiene, y'all. You have to consider what are the things that are going to help you right now in this instance. And if you can get better at identifying the right now things, I promise you that over time, the bigger considerations, the bigger life moves, they feel easier because you've become more aware of how you feel in the moment. And I think so often these big life, where am I going? What am I doing? What's my passion? All of this stuff is really a disconnection from you actually being able to identify how you feel right now and how you could make adjustments right now to feel a different way. Because ultimately you're in control of all your actions, reactions, and you you may not have ultimate control over your feelings, but your feelings are your choices. And I think feelings don't have to have good or bad connotations. No, being sad is part of life and like having challenges is part of life. But we can say, I've had enough challenge for today. Let me do something to help me feel a little better. And we can make decisions that put us back there. And so I want to help you think through all of this and really consider how can we move forward? And if you're looking for people to guide you on that path, I want you to know that Emily and I, from a coaching perspective, are always going to dig into what is needed in your business to set you up for the lifestyle you're after. And so often people are trying to help you chase some magical number you think you need to hit income wise or help you charge some premium amount just to say you did like, and I'm all for checking some boxes to just say you did sometimes. Yeah. But if you want someone who's going to really consider 
all the things you have on your plate and listen to you as a whole person, I want you to know that Boss Project is a safe place to do that. And I want you to reach out. So let us know how this episode hit with you. If you're looking for someone to walk you through this, I think the incubator is an incredible place to do that. You can go to bossproject.com slash application application maybe (laughs) i know that'll take you there i don't know if that's the right link but it'll take you there and apply and we'd love to hear from you and then send us a dm and tell us how did this hit for you and i'm sure for some of you you're sitting here excited and ready to go and some of you are in tears right now and that is okay it is okay and so i want you to know that we're here to support you and love you through it and so reach out to us we'd love to help Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.